welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, inspiring leadership for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me is my co-host, Jane Hilston. Jane is the marketing... Why do I muck that up every time? Jane is the managing director of Dragonfly Marketing. How you doing, Jane? Well, thanks, Stace. <laughs> It's Friday, our recording day, and we're here in the studio getting excited about our guest that we have. This is our first guest for 2017, so if you think that you're just going to hear Jane and I, today you're in for a special treat. And we record on Fridays because Friday is our day to do passion projects. You gave me that idea, Jane. I know. I'm starting passion projects on a Friday. Yes, that, well, that was that was how I started 2017's days, and then life happened. <laughs> we can talk about that a little later. But also, uh, our guest today has Fridays as a passion project, and we'd like to welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, Louise Beaumont from Focus Magazine. Morning, Stace. Morning, Jane. Hi, Louise. Thank you so much for joining us. We did, uh, so transparency, we did record an interview with you last year. And we didn't ever put it to air, which we want you to know is not because it wasn't great content, but instead because we changed the direction of the podcast and we thought that um, it would be better for us in line with our new ideas to sit and have a chat with you rather than do a formalized interview, which was what we did last time we had you in the studio. Yeah, it was very formal. It was a question answer live. Yeah, (laughs) but there was some great insight in that interview and maybe we can pluck out little glimpses of that for for future episodes oh i'd love to definitely well i'm happy to be back so it's good fabulous so in the start of 2017 jane and i spoke about what we had uh done over the holidays what we had spent our time on where we were focusing our energy to start the year and we came to the conclusion that time off was good that rest time and recovery time is good for your mind. And where we left it was I was just heading off on some rest and recovery time for myself. Yes. I've come back from that and you're exactly right, Jane. Life has happened. Mm. So before I go into my story, mm. Jane, you said life happened. That's what Fridays were passion project days mm. um, of which Miss Bossy Boots is one. And then life happened. Tell us where you've, where you've been. What's going on? Oh, gosh, this is like a whole season of podcasts. Well, (laughs) the last three weeks or the last three or four weeks of my life. So I'll just give it to you in a nutshell. I I had redesigned my week so that I would have Fridays to to work on my passion projects, which I can still work on my passion projects. However, I've just had a, a change to my business model. So I'm in the last couple of years have been in a kind of state of evolution to try and really maximize my my business model so that I can scale my business. Um, long story short, I've actually had to make a redundancy in my business, which was awful. In fact, that was probably one of the worst things I've had to do as a business owner. It was purely on a sustainability level. Um, we operate in a regional envir- regional environment um, where there's a kind of price cap on professional service um, fees. There's only so much that, that that businesses will be prepared to to pay me for my skills. So I have to adjust my business models to that cap essentially. So. What that transpires to mean is that I can't afford to have highly skilled people sitting on a permanent salary um, in my business. I need to be more nimble, more agile, and I need to employ contract skills um, and contractors as opposed to actually having an agency that's loaded up with with full-time employees. So that's been a lesson that I've learned and come to the conclusion over for the last couple of years. 
Um, but what that means now is that Fridays don't necessarily get to be my passion project days. Um, but because it's just kind of me now as the sole permanent employee of, of Dragonfly Marketing, I can kind of indulge in my passion projects a lot more often and whenever I like. You know, I felt like I kind of had to – I felt like I had to run my business a certain way when I had permanent employees because I thought, well, they'll have expectations. Mm -hmm. And in terms of setting examples and all that sort of stuff, I thought I'm not sure I'm really ready for my, you know, my team to start, you know, indulging in passion projects here, there and everywhere um, because I am. Yeah. So I, I need to put a framework and a structure around this. So now I feel I can just be a bit more um, flexible with that, I guess. So because passion projects are very important. Mm. Yeah. So what it just means is that Friday is not necessarily that day anymore. <laughs> but you're finding a nice balance between the two. No. So... <laughs> <laughs> At this stage, okay. I'm still scrambling to get my business back under control, going from two full-time people to, to one. Yes. So, um, so today's therapy session with t- Today is therapy session. <laughs> I have my child outside the recording room who's sick from school, a husband who's away bike riding. Um, so, you know, yeah, this is, this has been a 48 hours of just, you know, survive. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is one of the highlights. That's for sure. Absolutely. So Louise, tell us about your Fridays as your passion day and how that works into your role at Focus Magazine. Um, okay. So a little bit of background. I've just come back from maternity leave, <laughs> um, much like you, Stace. Um, so coming back into business, I wanted to ease myself back in. I didn't want to you know, have a child and then go back to working five days a week. Yeah. When you run your own business, though, sometimes that is not a reality. Um, so last year I was working two and a half days. This year I'm fortunate enough to be working three and a half days. And I know you and I have had conversations in 2016 about, you know, which day is your mummy day? Yes. Which day is the day that you say, sorry, that's I'm mum today. I'm being a mum. Yep. And I found that really hard last year working two and a half days to dedicate a whole day to being mum yep. when there's 20 people screaming at me to be a boss. Yes. Um, and so much to be done. And, and so an much endless to be done. To-do list. So I really didn't have a good balance last year. So this year, coming back and picking up an extra day with daycare has given me an extra day back in the office. So I can actually say now that Friday is my mummy day or my projects day. Yeah. Um, sneakily, I do do a little bit of work during nap time. Um, but I'm finding my life is a lot more balanced now. I can actually get my work done in four four days, three and a half days. Awesome. Um, so Fridays for me is really that day to say I have to spend quality time with my daughter. Yeah, I love it. But she's at the office right now. <laughs> <I'm here>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you do, you know. That's it. Um, but yeah, fr- Friday is the day when, yeah, I do catch up on my passion projects. I do spend time with my daughter. I do do odd jobs while she's asleep. I do a little bit of housework. Um, and I think... The hard thing is being able to actually talk about that among other people. Yes. Whether it's your employees or other associates or business people, because they think you're having a day off. Oh, absolutely. You know, if I say oh, I'm, I'm at home today, yeah. it's like, oh, well, she must be having a day off. She must have her feet up, uh, yeah, you know, a can of Fanta in her hand and, and just Do they, watching. though? You know, do they think that? Or is that uh, a reflection of us? Yeah. Is that, is that us? being a little bit paranoid about what other people I know for me you know that's that's exactly where my mind goes is if I'm not visible people yeah. will think that I'm not working hard or people will think this or people will yeah. think that yes I, 
I don't know whether they would or not, you know. So I have an actual real life story. And today's episode is, is talking about challenges and about this unspoken this unspoken thing between parents of can we share or can we not share and what are these expectations? I actually had a staff member say to another staff member, well, she's not here. What is she doing sitting at home on the couch with a can of Fanta? Oh, and I okay. Don't, I don't so really, they do. I don't know. Well, in my case, I find yes. the Fanta part more insulting. Yes, yes. that's Because right. we do not drink Fanta. No, we drink Sauvignon Blanc. Thanks very much. <laughs> and is that better or worse that I'm sitting at home on the couch with a glass of wine in my hand 12 o'clock on a Friday, which I'm actually not. But when when that staff member shared what the other staff member had said to me, Part of me was completely insulted, of course, because when have I had time to sit on the couch? But the other half of me thought, well, that's a, that's a great running joke. So now amongst the staff, that's that's kind of where my... Where stays, she's, she's at home with a can of Fanta. Um, and I and I pitched things to them like, when I was sitting on the couch with my Fanta, I came up with this great idea <laughs> that we're going to do this or that this is going to be. And so I had thought previously that, yes, I needed, I needed to be visible so that my team think I'm doing things, mm. my customer thinks I'm doing things and I'm busy constantly and that but whole thing don't. of sending an email at 3am so people know that I'm up and working and blah, blah, yes. blah. And I I know that so much of that is ridiculous, but I did, I did have that one real life example to share with you. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Feel free to join in the joke. You can yeah, have a I can of fans with you whenever be, you like. I don't think you do need to be visible all the time um, when you've got a good team that understand what you're doing. Oh, and exactly. And they understand your vision and they know what your contribution is and they can see that contribution. Yes. So, you know, for us at Focus, one of the things that we've always done is our books have always been very open Yeah. Um, as far as sales figures go. Um, that's really uncommon in a business for a business to share its actual revenue figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really uncommon even in media circles. Um, I've spoken to other media representatives and said, oh, you know, do you know how much Stacey sells per month? And they'll say, oh, no, we're not privy to that. And I'll say, well, do you know how much Jane sells? And they say, oh, no, we only know what our figures are and what we have to get to. Right. Whereas for us, it's all visible. Everyone can see what I sell. They can see what my other reps sell. They can see what reps sell in other regions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps because they can see that I am actually working. They, yes. They yeah. can see in my sales figures. That's that a I'm visible, tangible, look, yeah. check it out. Well, that's yeah. right. And I think the organisations that, um, you know, I guess focus on the deliverable as opposed to the time spent at your desk, yeah. you know, like I think it's far more encouraging to see a KPI being met and exceeded than someone turning up at, you know, 8.59 and working until and yeah. working in, in, you know, quotation marks yeah. um, until 12 and taking their one hour work, yeah. you know, lunch break and then departing at yeah. 5.01. Mm-hmm. Just because that's the hours that they're required yeah. to be there, to me, that's not contributing no. anything really. And I think that comes down to when you're in a management position, understanding the different roles of the people around you. Um, and that's something that I only really learnt last year as well um, when I had to address an issue with a staff member who wasn't at work on time and they questioned why someone else wasn't at work on time. Right. And I'm like, well, their job description is to meet a sales target. Yes. Your job description is to make sure the office is running. So yes. So you have to be there on time. I expect them to make a sales figure. So it's different. I don't need them there at nine o'clock if they're making their sales figures. Yeah. And that's really hard for employees to understand. It's about surrounding yourself with that team, isn't it? That understand what your expectations of them are and they understand what they need to do to either meet that sales target or target or to keep the office running or whatever that 
that is. And I have the most amazing team and that's my first go-to whenever anyone questions what I am contributing to the business is I hired people that are better at it than me. Yeah. So if you need if you need something, feel free to go to my staff and not to go to me because actually I hired them because they're they're super amazing. You want to go to them yeah. as opposed yeah. to me. And yes. that's a perception often as well is that you have to go to the boss and yeah, no, you're hundred percent right there, Stacey. Smart people these days employ people who are smarter than them. That's right. If they can afford them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we might talk about that one off air. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so talking about challenges, and we, we've, we've touched on a few management and uh, leadership challenges um, between us because we all, if we're not leading people in our business, we're all leading people in our family. When it comes to running a family and running a business and, and nurturing them both... How do you guys find that balance works and, and what have you what lessons have you learned in the past that you kind of go, oh my gosh, this did not work and now here's where I've come to? Get a cleaner. Oh, that's step one. Step one, yes. Yeah. You know, for the $25 or $30 it costs you an hour and you can be doing your genius work in that hour mm-hmm. that will probably net you more than $30. Yeah. That's step one. Know your daily... Uh, daily Sorry, your yeah. hourly rate. Yeah. Yes. And know your worth. Yeah. And and put yourself on high level tasks. Yeah. And step two, you don't need a clean house all the time, just when friends are coming around. And there's no greater <laughs> impetus to clean your house than guests arriving. In ten minutes. In ten don't minutes. Don't you find? Like mm. if they're arriving in an hour, I'm more than happy to continue working or doing whatever sitting on the couch with a Fanta. Yes. <laughs> for another forty minutes so that there is that time pressure yeah. of, Oh my gosh, they'll be here any minute now. Yeah. Go! Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that, that old, um, you know, thought process that your house should be clean and well-kept and all of that, I challenge that because I have a happy daughter and I have a happy husband and I'm happy and my house is an absolute pigsty. It's clean when you come around. Um, but that's not something that's important to me on an everyday level and it's certainly not something that's important to my husband if you see how many socks and shirts and shoes and things that left everywhere. <laughs> um, so I think it's about, you know, that, that's something from very something from the old days of the wife will stay home and make sure the house is clean and your house should always be well kept well i say live a little have a little bit of fun um go Absolutely. out and do stuff don't challenge don't put those challenges and those expectations on your house that on yourself that my house should be clean and spotless at all times yeah. because it's unrealistic and it's not important so this is a question to you jane because i'm on i'm totally on board with you louise completely Jane, you have kids that are older. Yep. I worry about, at the moment, I have a cleaner. It's my lifesaver. I love her to death. Annette is is an angel. But when Lucinda and Patrick get older, I want them to know that, I want them to know how to vacuum. I don't want to have someone else have done it for so long that they don't feel like it's their responsibility. How do you work that with your kids that are older? Well, I guess we're probably, so when we say older, they're still all in primary school. So they're not teenagers. Um, Look, I grew up with a single mum. So I was doing my fair share of house cleaning from about the age my kids are now. So that's 12, 10 and 7. So we had a rule in our house where we had to do our Saturday chores and we rotated rooms and, and look, our bedrooms was just an expectation that, that they were kept clean. Yeah. Um, and then we had a room within the house each and we had to do that before um, we left the house for whatever, you know, netball or social or whatever the reason was. 
Um, so I very, very quickly learnt the power of outsourcing your cleaning at that age and I would pay my sister to do my fair share <laughs> Talk about entrepreneurial house cleaning. Spirit. I had better things to do. I wasn't earning money at that point, but I had, you know, friends to see and people people to see, you know, things to do, people things to see. To do. So, um, yeah, so look, that, that, that was something that was instilled in me quite early. Um, I don't know whether I've probably been as disciplined with my children. Um, they could probably do a little bit more, but 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 they are um, rewarded. They they do are, are rewarded for chores. So if they go above and beyond, you know, making bed and and you know um, cleaning bedrooms and those sorts of things, they'll get you know two dollars for bringing in a load of washing or two dollars for going and sorting out a big load of washing or whatever. Um, and then um, they have a lot of responsibility around our pets. So we got a dog just over a year ago, and to be honest, that was like the fourth child that pushed us over the edge. <laughs> Within two weeks of having a puppy, Labrador, I had a nervous breakdown because I loved this little dog so much, but seriously, the work involved at that time just sent me bat crap crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So, it, you know, we said, right, kids, you have to contribute to this. You have to feed. You have to clear up that poo in the back garden. You know, you're you're part of the walks on the weekends, et cetera, et cetera. So they've got a weekly routine that they, they have around that, which is their responsibility. Yeah. Not that we want to go, I guess, too far down the path of talking about parenting and everything today, Stacey, but chores are essential to children. Mm-hmm. They give them a sense of responsibility within their house and teach them that that house is there as well, is theirs as well. That's right. Um, which means when they get to their later teen years, they have a responsibility to be at home and come home and feel safe in their home because they have ownership over it. Yeah, yeah good um, point. point. Mm. And then that's, it is, it's essential. It's essential mm. for, to children to know, well, hang on a second, I, I have a responsibility to turn up for dinner and to be home on time because I have stuff to do that I've always done. Yes, that's right. So in terms of nurturing your family, we've kind of touched on that. Louise, tell us a bit more about your business and any challenges that you have found in that coming back from maternity leave and how you have kind of worked your way through that. Yeah, I guess there's two sets of challenges I face. One is within myself and one is within the business. Mm -hmm. So the challenge within myself is not to dive headfirst so fast and take off you know, like a bullet a gate, which yep. is what I feel like doing a lot of the time. When mm-hmm. I came back from maternity leave, I had a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be careful about where you put that energy because if something isn't broke, you don't need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other challenge from the business side is then saying, okay, well, yeah, where is the next step and where do we go to? So finding a balance between everything I want to do and what the business actually needs Um, can be quite challenging oh yeah definitely yeah so um you know when you're a business owner or you're an entrepreneur you're always like what's my next big idea what's the next awesome thing i'm going to do where are we going to take this to the next step what can i get excited about there's a restlessness that kind of lives within you that needs to be satiated and that's that's a really hard challenge in itself um especially when you are um I guess not someone who likes to sit down and come up with a big, long, strategic, boring business plan. You Mm -hmm. just want to get in and do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So finding the time to actually sit down and say, well, what are my needs as a person so that I can challenge myself and do a few new things without going overboard and over committing myself? And then what are the actual needs of the business? And does it actually have any needs as well? And am I putting my energy into the right area? Because mm. often you can just take off and go, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah. And you're not focusing on actual the problem areas. You're probably just trying to put fun into the business or do something different. Yeah. And keep yourself stimulated as well. Yeah. I've found that, um, so I went away for my holiday, which I thought was my saving grace. I was looking forward to this holiday and I needed this break and this was coming up and it was going to make everything better. And we went on holidays and everybody got sick. Mm. And so the holiday became this mm. big, massive... Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Hospital by the beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't get the rest time that I needed and I came back. And at that point, after not having my break that I had looked forward to, and don't get me wrong, I still went to the beach and still had a great time and spent time with my family, but I was hoping for some kind of mental um, reprieve. Yes, and I didn't get it. And I came back and absolutely hit the floor and just went, nope. Broken. Yes, broken. Broken. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder whether, because this was the first time in my business at least, I'd, I'd kind of had that in my mid-twenties I had that kind of quarter-life crisis what am I doing with my life moment and I got up from that obviously but this was the first time in my business and my business is seven years old that I went oh my gosh I don't know how to go on tomorrow I don't know how to get out of bed and get my kids out of bed and get them to daycare or get them to sprockets or whatever we were doing and then get to work and be awesome awesome because that's what people Mm -hmm. expect yes yep yeah it's really hard yeah Um, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm. You are the one who started this. You are the one who has to keep it going. Mm-hmm. You are the one who has to look at the books at the end of the month. Yep. Um, that's an enormous amount of pressure that women don't often take the time to acknowledge yes. or mm. to sit down with their friends and say, hang on a second, can you talk me through talk me through a few things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just from you know an outsider's point of view, do I have any issues here or am I just getting you know running away with myself yeah and even on that with the energy levels you know there were some days you know like even today where you just feel so beat you know like you just there's just been an accumulation of things and you just feel so beat and you would turn up you know I would turn up to the office some days and I would spend about five minutes psyching myself up at Power the, posing. yeah because I, can, yeah, I, I need I knew Power that posing. that energy level would transfer if I walked through the door that energy level was then going to set the tone for everybody else in the office that day mm-hmm. yeah and I thought I can't do that you know I, and I don't think I can do that you know I think you take that responsibility as the business owner to drive the energy for that business and if you'd go in and drive a negative e- energy for that day it's yeah you, you know everyone's affected including yourself mm. but keeping up that that positive energy and especially being that leader and and leading that team in that way and leading your customers in the spirit of the business it takes its toll it does it it's exhausting it's mm. it's absolutely exhausting yeah and so i found i got to that point where that was really hard to be able to keep that energy up and to be able to keep going every day Um, and I've kind of come out the other side of it now and I kind of just wanted to share that for me the transparency of that time and I guess even speaking about it now but I always thought that oh my gosh if I have a breakdown or a meltdown and I kind of think that that's what it was was, that was that was 
burnout personified yes that i had read about in books and then in blogs and about women going through this you know this burnout um i felt that that's what it was but when i was in the thick of it what i would have thought i would have done is just completely shied away and hid under a under a you doona. probably had already done that 10 times yes You've but pushed it down so far yeah but instead i got on the phone to to fellow studio owners or to friends or to dance people and i and i reached out i went to my doctor i went to to everybody and i didn't think that that would be my normal reaction but i was like okay here here's where i am yeah i need waving get, the flag yes hello come and get me come and get me yeah and now i'm on the other side of it and i'm so grateful for that but i just wanted to share that that transparency was really helpful yeah whereas i thought it could be not so helpful right. it <laughs> takes a lot of guts to put your hand up and say help absolutely and a women, lot of courage and this i know this show is not just about women um but you know that there is a large skew there of people that are women in business or managers or employees whatever who are women um and they put that pressure on themselves to power on and be strong and be the leader or be the worker, whatever it is, be the mum, to just keep powering on and find the solutions within yourself. Um, the biggest thing that women can do for each other is just stop and look each other in the eye and say, is everything really okay? Yeah. You know, do you want to have a chat? Yeah. Come and have a glass of wine. Um, the, the biggest thing that women can do is to reach out and say to another woman, are you okay? Do you need help with anything? Do you want to just have a chat or have a glass of wine or a coffee um, and go through it? So reach out. You have to because the biggest thing I've learned in the last few years is that there's always someone going through something similar. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that you, you know, had a little meltdown moment. Didn't know that Jane was in the middle of one at the moment. Yet we talk to each other on a regular basis. Yeah. But we're so busy doing our thing. We don't actually stop to say you know behind all that facade of running your business and doing everything you do and being so fabulous there's someone there going i need help and you've got to ask for it so and it takes a long time within yourself to be able to actually pick up the phone and send that sos text message to a friend or a colleague and say you know what i really need help with something yeah i'm on the dirt i need to get up yeah yeah and i've i've found that enlightening for me um as soon as i start feeling like i'm hitting that brick wall now i send my best friend a text yeah, you know, and I I know that she's probably going through something the same, and it's just realizing that, um, and that opens up so much opportunity to have a discussion before things get out of control. And a lot of people don't do it; they just suffer in silence. They run their business, they do their thing, they go through the process, um, and they end up breaking. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, for the opportunity for a lovely chat today, for spending time on your Passion Friday. And um, if you want to get in touch with us here at Miss Bossy Boots, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Miss Bossy Boots podcast. Please share Miss Bossy Boots with all of your friends, anyone that you have that you think can benefit from listening to, to us going on about business and about life. Of course, we are keeping it real for women in business here at Miss Bossy Boots. You can um, reach out to us on, on iTunes. You can leave us a review and and um, we would really appreciate it if you could share the love. We will see you next time on Miss Bossy Boots. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.